Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Bright Line podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about self-care and how this um, fits in with the program and uh, what you can do um, for self-care and what this looks like. I think that uh, the topic came up specifically uh, when I started doing the IFS internal family systems parts work, I realized that one of the loudest parts for me when it came to my food chatter was the comforter or the caregiver, or is there another name, Robin, that I'm missing? No, I mean, you can call that part, you know, whatever whatever you want. Okay, so in my mind, it's a little Susie homemaker, right? you know what I mean, with the, you know, the skirt and the apron, and that's what she looks like. Um, you can even give her a name, she can be Susie. Uh, sure, whatever. Um, I don't talk to her, I don't know, that's a little weird for me, I'm not down for, I mean, that's just not, that's not where I'm at with IFS, right. but I can definitely recognize that there's a part of me that sees, because... Um, my mom was always very loving and food was always involved mm -hmm. in that. Um, that's what I see as a, um, as a treat, as a self-care, right. as or a, you soothing. know, soothing. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when I had a hard day or when life mm -hmm. got lifey, mm -hmm. um, the self-care for me was always the indulgence of food. And so I think that one of the things that I've had to reframe and that I really started working on from the very beginning of my BLE journey was reframing what that indulgence could look like and that it didn't have to be food anymore that it could be another form of self-care yeah but i think that's a really big thing because so many people in our generation you know um learn to self-soothe with either food or alcohol right and for a lot of people that's also um now it can be uh sex or shopping or you know even even our little you know phone devices give us a you know a dopamine hit and being willing to learn and explore what alternate hits are that maybe take a little bit more work right um and that are not as easy right that are not the the junk Right, whether um, I, I think we have to be willing to explore d just different choices and be and be curious, right? And what that looks like, you know, and what that looks like for each of us. So, you, you know, for me on my journey, I, it's it's I've had to figure out something else that fills that hole, right? right. That food hole. Right. So it's like I've had a bad day. What do I do? Or I'm feeling stressed. Like, what mm -hmm. do I do? So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a couple different things that I like to do for self-care. What do you do? So, what do, you do? Yeah, yeah, what do I do? So I um, I like to go get, you know, mani-pedis. Mm -hmm. um, I really like to do the sensory deprivation floating, mm -hmm. um, massages, and all these things. Those are money. You know, those are things right. that are, you know, they cost money. Right. But I also sometimes, like... A really nice you know face mask at home or you know I like to hike so that's something else that I can do um, just as a self-care function for my mm -hmm. mental health uh, 
and even just sometimes being quiet or like watching a fun movie or mm -hmm. something like that, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that you can do um, to replace the food and and really just take food out of the equation. So, did you have something to say, Bonnie? Yeah, I mean, I think I also have an indulger part, uh, mm -hmm. I think as a result of early childhood trauma and deprivation, uh, you know, the indulger is like, well, here, have this, you deserve it. Um, it'll make you feel better, and right? And so that just led to a whole life of, it's, you know, not like I, you know, ever went on long binges of lots of food, but more just constant snacking, right? Yeah. Every time I'd have a, mm. an emotion that was uncomfortable, mm. I would just get a snack. And really it became so automatic, I had so much automaticity around <laughs> snacking, right? That I found myself, you know, seeking out a therapist and saying, you know, I'm, I'm just doing this. Like I literally just find myself at the pantry, right? Opening it right. up for a snack and, yeah. and, and I don't, I can't stop. And you know, she's like, well, why do you think you're doing that? I'm like, well, I don't know. That's why I'm here. And we didn't get very far. So, um, you know, why I was doing it is I have an indulger part that was yeah. helping me with trauma and I had a food addiction. Mm -hmm. And so those two layers of things made it impossible for me to stop that. Right. right. Not only did I have that part of myself that was fully engaged and had no other avenues to relieve my stress, but also I had the chemical food addiction on top of it. So it's right. just the double whammy that many of us have that's just, until you can become abstinent from those substances, you're not going to be able to conquer them for any sustained period of time. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had to slowly find my way to some other methods and uh, I would say kind of kicking and screaming, you know, I just like, I just, sure. you know, had a hard time thinking of anything else that could remotely mm -hmm. make me feel the way food made me feel. Mm -hmm. um, Which is so, but when you think about that, and it's so common, I hear that from so many people, because food is, it's the quick, easy yeah. hit, and that automaticity, right, our brains know it's coming. It's coming. Right. Right? And right. I get that dopamine hit, and if I'm trying to do something new, my brain doesn't know that's going to feel as good and yeah. so there's that resistance to that and it kind of doesn't I mean as a physician I remember mm -hmm. I had a patient who had been mm -hmm. addicted to cocaine and yep. he had been sober for 10 years yep and he said every morning I wake up and think man <laughs> you know, I feel good right and then I say I'm sober I'm not gonna do that right mm -hmm. right and I mean the beautiful thing is I don't have that with my food anymore you know I really mm -hmm. don't with this program within several weeks of starting I really those intense food cravings I have not had um, so the sayings that I have instituted for self-care are activity. Um, I do have a nice garden and I'll just literally go out like Robin said, I'll go pick weeds or I'll just go walk around outside. Mm -hmm. And I now will try to anticipate, you know, I've kind of forced myself to learn what kind of things were triggering. You know, I have a meeting coming up that's going to be really challenging. Okay, well, let's think about why right. is that going to be really challenging. Right. Okay, well, if I'm very prepared, is that going to help? Yeah, probably, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe I take a little extra time that I didn't used to take to prepare mm -hmm. for that so that this doesn't feel stressful, right? Mm -hmm. So be kind of getting more granular and digging into mm -hmm. the things that were triggering, you know, the behavior and learning the self-care, making sure to take time to prepare for those things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes you're just going to have an experience with someone you have conflict with that you can't control. And again, I'll do things like go outside, uh, make a cup of tea, mm -hmm. have a have coffee, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, go for a walk. Um, but really just that bunny slipper mentality, right? Yeah. That um, mm -hmm. I know Susan talks about in the BLE program, just that there are times when you just have to be soft with yourself mm -hmm. in the world, you know? And I think that that's what self-care can really look like. And 
I, you know, I know for the first couple months in the program, like I did not want to get off the couch. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's, and it was okay. Like it was okay. Right. Like mm-hmm. I needed that indulgence of, yeah. you know, and I hate to even use the word lazy cause I don't feel like I was being lazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's not the correct word, but like just that the bunny slipper mentality of like, I have to be soft with myself because mm-hmm. of all the changes I'm making in my life. And that that was self-care, you mm-hmm. know? And I think we have, I mean, let's back up a little bit. You talked about, mm-hmm. you know, generationally and, you know, being, being a part, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm straddling two generations personally, mm-hmm. but, you know, having that, that, um, Gen X mentality of like, you know, work, you know, work, work, work. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we don't take the time to take care of ourselves. And I know that I, you know, the value we, we we value ourselves by how much we're outputting yeah you know what i mean what i do what it, yeah and what can i show for not what only I just what i do but what do i what did i accomplish right. right and i think that that's very much and especially as women and i don't want to discount men in this at all mm-hmm. but i think as women we have we have to fight even harder for that show yeah. output show and mm-hmm. so i think that um i think that to say to say to myself it's okay to just sit on the couch. Yeah. Is an indulgence. Oh yes, mm-hmm. totally. And that I, but the permission giving that needs to happen around that. I mean, I, you can probably talk about this because yeah. I, I'm it's looking at Robin. For me. It's yeah, I'm looking yeah. at Robin because I just, I mean, like, there's so much psychology there about the fact that I need somebody to give me, like, I needed someone to give me permission to not hike two weeks ago. I don't know right. if I told you that, right. but it's like. I was just all worked up in my head about I need to get on this hike because I said I was going to hike today. And someone said to me, Megan, don't hike. You don't need to hike. And I'm like, why could I not come to that conclusion on my own that it was okay to not do that? That you could give yourself permission, right? Right. Um, That I didn't need someone else to give me permission. So so here's the thing, right? We we came from the, again, we came from the generation where our, our parents would have to write us permission slips for things at school. And the really cool thing that I like to have people internalize is we get to write our own permission slips, Mm. right? And we get to have our own wonderful little permission fairy. And the permission fairy gets to come in, right? Permission fairy, yes it is, I love it. (laughs) Um, And so we can have, we can kind of turn to maybe that part of ourself that becomes our own little internal permission fairy that says, hey, you know, right now, I think we need to give ourselves permission to do X, Y, Z, right? Um, And I want to talk a little bit more about self-care, but then I also want to talk about a harder topic, which is self-sabotage. Okay. Sometimes we confuse the two. Buckle up, people. Right? <laughs> right? So, so a lot of people, you know, Bonnie, like you were naming, um, and sometimes it's like, well, but, but what, what do I even do? What, what the heck is self-care, right? And the really cool thing is you can go online and you can Google self-care ideas, right? And come up with a whole bunch. There's a whole Pinterest board and a half. And whether that's, um, like, I have a little thing of tiny little thing of bubbles that my, my cousin gave me when he had gone to a wedding, right? I'm going to, you know, going to get the bubbles out. Um, with my kiddo, we used to Google, um, fat puppy videos 
And let me just tell you, there are a million fat puppy videos out there, and they're fabulous. Um, right? Whether that's, you know, um, you know, pets, plants, doing your nails, turning on happy music. I suggest to everyone that you make a Spotify playlist of... Or Apple Music, whatever or Apple choices. Music, right? Or, uh, <laughs> device of choice, right? Um, that is happy music. What is this happy music that I need to turn to and you need to make it when you're in a calm state so that you can kick that sucker on mm. right wherever you are. Um, but it can also be things like volunteering, getting out of our own heads. Service is definitely something Susan yeah. talks about too. So yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and there's 9 million opportunities out there. For some people, self-care is about connection. Right, that very often we'll call each other, or we'll we have our, our little little triad text thread going, and we'll we'll communicate with each other on that, just to just to celebrate something or verbalize a struggle, and that feels great to me. Like that's one of the best dopamine hits mm. that that I have in my day. Um, and so whether that's you know picking up a hobby or. Right, I, I'll ask people like, what What have you always wanted to do? Or what did you used to do that you no longer do that you really loved, that brought mm -hmm. you joy? Right, um, what, whatever that is. Like I know about, like Bonnie and I are our knitters. You know, we, we love us. Yeah, we do a lot of art. Right, right, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I do, oh, I do, I do. Yeah. knitting, I do. <laughs> right. um, why they're friends with me is beyond me. I am creative. I just create in different ways. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. Those are things that I do too. I, I like to make art. I just have to be careful sometimes that those don't become. And maybe that's what you were going to get with the self sabotage. Is that what a great what I, will, I will I will uh, I will initiate a project that ends up being a very overwhelmingly large project that also <laughs> becomes its own problem. You know. Right, and so so self-sabotage can be, um, well see, I need to do self-care, so I have to go out and buy the really expensive um, watercolors and paper and this, and I can justify that because that's, you know, quote-unquote self-care. Or I, I should um, buy the massage package at the local place for, you know, $1,000 because see, that's self-care. And the problem is, is that then becomes self-sabotage, mm. right? If that wasn't really in your budget, then that's not really self-care. Right. That's going to add a stressor to your life. Right. Because right? you're going to be in debt. Or if I tell myself for seven months that it's okay to sit on the couch. Right. Every day, right? You know, is that then becoming self-sabotage? And am, mm. am, I, am I using that as a rationalization to why I don't actually have to do XYZ, right? right? Or if, if you know, if I say, well, but I'm I'm tired and I d and I don't want to, you know, write my food out, my food plan out for tomorrow. Mm. That then is becoming self sabotage, and I think in our society, we use a lot of language about things being self care that really, in the end, are self sabotage, right? And I and I think that's a that's a really fine line and we need to be willing to look at that and, and how do you measure that? I mean, I guess that's, that's my question is like, how do you make that determination, whether it's something that's truly self-care 
or whether you might be going down that self sabotage. Maybe you can use the same things that we use for the food, right? Right. Is that piece around it? Is it escalating? Right. Is it affecting your program? Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was going to tie that back yeah. into the bacon conversation yeah. of previous episode. Previous episode. <laughs> the bacon, the bacon episode, right? Of and and that's a really personal thing to look at that and to maybe be willing to have that hard conversation. That if you're not reaching your goals, if you're not actually getting to where you want to be, right? Which is why I think it is really important to kind of define, you know, why is it that you said you wanted to be on this journey? Where did you say you wanted to go? Um, and if you're struggling to, right, to, to maybe follow through on some of the things that you said you wanted to do, you may need to reevaluate. Okay, maybe, maybe we um, added exercise in too soon mm. and that's too much and maybe I need to downgrade that a little bit. Right. Right? Maybe I have multiple life stressors that were going on this month that weren't going on last month. And maybe that means I need to increase my connection with people. Maybe that means I need to, you know, reach out for a coaching call. Maybe that means I need to, you know, if you're seeing a therapist, all right, maybe that means you need to increase to weekly sessions if you had maybe downgraded that a little bit. But looking at, you know, kind of where is that fine line? And it's a slippery slope. And I think the, you know, the, the visual that I always use is when you are going down the slippery slope, you don't always realize when you've passed, you know, the line until you're about five miles past it, oh. right? And it can, that can be really painful to realize, oh, I've, I've been, actually this is, this habit has now become self-sabotaging, mm. right? And, and I need to reevaluate, um, why I'm using that, or why am I choosing that? And not in a judgmental way, right? Because again, you know, the parts work, right? Mm -hmm. That that those managers that we have um, can be can be really can be that voice of judgment. Mm -hmm. And instead of looking at your behavior with judgment, right, to look at it with kindness and compassion, and right? curiosity, and curiosity in that self to go, oh my gosh, I realized that I was doing X, Y, Z, and that's. And that was an escape from this. That was an avoidance mm -hmm. of this. Yeah. And can I then go, okay, well, what would I like to choose differently? Yeah. Right? Without the condemnation. I think that that's yeah. the, you know, that's the message there is that you can, you can adjust at any yeah. point, you right? You can pivot. You can, you can pivot. And, um, back, back to kind of just the self-care thought and the self-care, mm -hmm. you know, talk. I think that it is important to be gentle with yourself. I think it is important to recognize, um, you know, whether you call it parts work or you call it something else, that if one of the things that you have used food for in historically in your life is as an, is an indulgence or as a comfort or something like that, replacing that is going to be necessary. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, removing, removing something without replacing it with something else, I think probably is a recipe yep. for failure. And so I think that that's something that we, we definitely should think about in our programs. And I know that, I, like I said, I did that work really early on, um, when I was going through the original modules and being introduced to par parts work and just really understanding that that was pretty integral to who I was is needing that self-care mm -hmm. so Robin what do you like to do for self-care oh I mean garden centers I love to and like I we had talked about like I like to just walk around a garden yeah. center I like to pull weeds I like to knit I, I do art um, and I love to laugh yeah I will turn on you know a funny show 
or um, or funny videos, and that just brings me that relief. Yeah. I think the moral of the stories is you have to find what you know lights you up and what gives you yeah. what gives you that joy in your mm-hmm. life. And uh, there's no right or wrong answer. I don't think mm-hmm. um, personally. I think that you know you can choose. Um, you can choose for you what makes sense to you. I'm not a gardener, and I'm, you know, so being in the garden sounds like a lot of work to me and does not sound like self care. Right. But the two people sitting around the table with me love that, and they find that very relaxing. So, uh, you know, it's it's not necessary that you your life has to model someone else's. You know, it can definitely be your own thing, and it can look weird. You know, I think that's the other thing is like self care. You know, as long as it's not you know harmful and damaging, like it can it can be whatever you know whatever you choose it to be. Reading a book. You know, I have a friend that loves to read and that's mm-hmm. like her favorite thing. So it's something that she does all the time. And it's like, that's not everybody's choice, but that's hers. And, you know, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. So uh, any further thoughts on? Uh, one other thing I think is that if you're a BLE member and you don't have to be a BLE member to, um, to follow the BLE program. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a member, you have access to all the educational modules from the boot camp on up mm-hmm. um, that have ever been made. And um, sometimes what I'll do is just listen to some modules yeah. if I'm feeling kind of, you know, it just regrounds me, it reminds me. Uh, there's a lot of information there that helps you do the inner work, what we call the inner work, mm-hmm. which is working on, you know, the things about you that that um, that probably contributed to your food addiction that, yeah. um, and just general growth, right? Emotional and spiritual growth. And so it's a, it's a, it's a great place to go for that kind of information. I, 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 I do a couple modules a week. I yeah. go back over modules I've already mm-hmm. listened to and it just keeps me in the mindset of thinking about continually examining my thoughts and my mm-hmm. patterns and my behaviors to make sure that I'm doing self care, to make sure that I'm remembering my, why do I do this? Yeah. Um, and, um, and, and it reminds me that continuing to work on my self growth is also a really good thing. That is also a self-care. It absolutely it, it is. Yes, yeah, self-care doesn't have to be sexy. Right. Self-care, <laughs> self-care is things like doing the modules. Yeah. yeah. Writing your food down. Yeah. Right. That that does anything that you are doing that makes your life going better. to therapy. Going to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that 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 is also self-care. Yeah. But for a lot of people, they're like, well, but that feels like work. Yeah. I'm like, right. But if it makes your life flow better. Yeah. Yeah. Then that is also then it's the good work. Yeah, yeah. And and two, I think what you were saying really brought up with me is that this work is never done. No. Like mm-hmm. it's never gonna be done. Nope. I mean, I'm gonna be a food addict for the rest of my life, and um, that might sound hopeless, but it's I, you know honestly this this at this point in my program it's not it's not hopeless that I'm gonna be a food addict for the rest of my life because I have. Um, a lot of tools in my tool belt now and I know mm-hmm. you know Robin doesn't necessarily like the coping tools but um, it's you know I do I feel like I have a lot of tools in my tool belt now that I can go to um, that are not food that I never had before in my life and um, they you know thankful obviously to the Brightline Eating Program but just also to my journey that I've been on mm-hmm. um, so I think that that's um, well, I don't think it's hopeless because it's not that you're a food addict for the rest of your life. It's that I am now aware of how food affects me yes. and my mind and my body for the rest of my sure. life. And I'm going to, I'm going to commit to growing and learning and evolving as a person for the rest of my Absolutely. life. And that's kind of how I view it. It's like, I think that's a great thing. I finally yeah. embraced reality, which is that I have yep. the capacity to continue to grow and change 
for the rest of my life. It doesn't have to stop. There's no endpoint for that. And that that's a wonderful thing, right? right? And that that's taking the black and white out of it. Yeah. The white, I'm either perfect or I'm awful, right? right. And it's saying, well, the, the gray reality is that we are all works in progress. Yeah. And we are all like trying to plan this self-actualization mountain um, yeah. and, and just become better and better versions of ourselves. And there is no endpoint to that. Right? Yeah. Yep. So there's the hope, guys. And that's today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you later.